Continuing where we left off, we were talking about the idea of using Havla, which is to include non-Shabbos work with the Shabbos work in order to be able to be paid for work that's done on Shabbos. Before I go on, I just want to point out that we're talking here about Tzachar Shabbos, which is someone who did work on Shabbos and getting paid for it. A whole separate subject is going to be money earned on Shabbos. That's not what we're discussing. So if someone collects interest for something on Shabbos, or if someone um, is, is getting paid because someone is renting from them, that's a whole separate subject and isn't the same. What we're talking about here is for a Jew who does work for someone on Shabbos. So we said one of the ways of avoiding this problem is if you, for example, with a babysitter, if she begins the work before Shabbos as well, even if it's just for a little bit of time, or... If she um, works after Shabbos, so then you can include um, within the uh, payment that, that she's getting paid for weekday work, you're allowed to include um, Shabbos work as well. Now, um, what happens if the person... Th- this, this is easy to apply to the example of a, uh, a Balkore. So a Balkore, who lanes the Parsha, is obviously going to be preparing before, especially the ones that are being paid. So they're going to pre- prepare beforehand. So it's easy to say that it's all one job, the preparation, so that they're getting paid before. Same thing is if uh, shuls that have uh, um, kids who are doing babysitting and, uh, and uh, programs for children. So in those cases, usually they, um, if you're hiring the right kids, they're going to do preparation before Shabbos, and so then, then that's going to be allowed. But sometimes you have situations where that isn't the case. So, for example, if you hire a chazan to daven Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you can't tell him to daven the mincha before Rosh Hashanah. No one gets paid for that. So you can't say, we'll pay you for the mincha before Rosh Hashanah, and then we'll include that in. So before we go on to what you can do, um, it should be known that, we'll discuss that later, there's a whole... Machlok is amongst the poskim whether if someone's doing a mitzvah whether there, whether the prohibition of schar Shabbos applies at all. Meaning that there are some opinions that say that if what you're doing is a mitzvah it's allowed. We are machmer we're more stringent and we don't but you could say that in such a situation one could rely on those opinions that say it's a mitzvah. However, if you are hiring someone to daven for the Amud you want someone who's representing you and is uh, um, fulfilling the halachas according to everyone. You don't want a chazan who's makel on halacha just so he can make some money. So there is another option, and this is a little bit tricky, which is to compensate someone with a, with a gift. Uh, let me make this very clear. If a chazan is, is, um, is davening for the Amr Roshan Yom Kippur, he's going to be preparing beforehand. So in most of those cases, you will have the option of Havla. But we're talking here, let's say Rosh Hashanah morning, and the chazan doesn't show up. So they call out someone from the crowd, and they say, could you daven for the Amr? And after Rosh Hashanah, he says, well, um, that guy was going to get paid $10,000 for davening shachars on Rosh Hashanah, so um, shouldn't I get that money? So he's not allowed to take that money. However, if the shul chooses to give him a gift... They're allowed to do it. But it cannot be that when he's being sent up before the Yomad, he says, well, I hope I get that guy's paycheck. First of all, that wouldn't be the way the chazan should speak, and he shouldn't choose him as a chazan. But where it is clear that there is a, there is a debt here, which technically he could sue in court and base them and say, they told me they would pay me, so then that's not allowed. But if it's truly given only as a gift, then uh, that would be another way of uh, him getting paid.